Um, now you say something. <laughs> Hi. Um, same thing. I'm saying things. Very good. We're rolling. We're rolling. Yay. <laughs> Yay. We're kind of out of practice. It's You're been a little while. Where do we even start? It's been yeah. a little while since our last episode. Uh, what's it been? Like a month? It's probably been about a month. Yeah, maybe three weeks, mm-hmm. a month. Because we did have, um, you know, we like to pre-record some episodes. So we did have a few that we could share, but obviously there's been a whole lot going on yeah, in the world that. at the moment. Um, yeah, surprisingly. And, um, you know, a lot going on in the world, but then also a lot going on um, in terms of Sophie moving and sort of yeah. us changing our routine of how we normally do our podcast. So, right. yeah. Exactly we, different because we're in two separate states now. We are. We have to be I know we're looking at each other on the video, like hoping there's no delays because we tend to both talk a lot at the same time. Um, it doesn't freeze on me or something, and I'm like going, "Hello, Julie," yeah. and I'll be the only talk to myself. I'll just keep talking to myself. If that happens, I suppose. That'll work. <laughs> That'll work. But we do, um, you know, apologize if the quality isn't as great as it usually is because we are just adjusting to the new doing everything online, which I'm sure most people who do podcasts are adjusting to that as well um, because of COVID-19 that's going on anyway. Mm -hmm. And we also apologise for our little break um, and that we didn't really communicate our little break to everybody just because it was sort of... Spare of the moment, little break. Yeah, it just happened. Everything going on and the speed at which everything came apart with COVID-19 across the world. Um, I moved from Sydney to Brisbane three days before the lockdown came into place Mm -hmm. and um, jobs supposed to have happened didn't happen. Um, Brand new house, brand new city. We've only had only ever been to Brisbane once before and we're Mm -hmm. still not entirely sure of where we are or um, have any bearings of our surroundings whatsoever. Uh, But hopefully over the next few weeks when things start to ease up a little bit, we'll be in a better position to, to understand what's going on. But, you know, I think everybody globally has had a few... Um, we're recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye, Dan. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no one else would pick up on that because it was completely silent when it came into the room. Yeah. But Sophie's hubby just made an appearance, a shirtless appearance for me. It's great. I think you're not mad. Bless you. Um, anyway, so what I was saying was, I think I think on a global scale, everyone got a bit rattled off their perch a little from um, the regular routine that we all had, and we all had to find a new normal super quickly. And yeah. I really feel like our little podcast with our little, you know, uh, offering of something positive and productive and reassuring to put out there um, was harder to 
do. And I feel like the quality probably wouldn't have been as high if we were trying to punch something out for the sake of punching something out while we were all handling COVID-19. And, and like most people, I have no idea what to say about COVID-19 at the start. No clue how to even interpret it. And it was sort of every day as it comes for a while there, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, probably what we're going to talk more about in this episode is how everybody is handling it very differently and people are in different circumstances. And yeah, I think at the time it was just sort of kind of hard to put our head around what to even talk about on a podcast if it wasn't going to be related to what was going on. That's right. Um, it felt irresponsible to talk about something else. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, originally we thought, wouldn't it be nice to have a distraction for someone to listen to something other than COVID-19 news? And then as things went on, all you need was COVID-19 news because you just need to know, you, just need, you need to know where we stood as a human race, didn't we? We needed yeah. to know, um, we had, couldn't put any kind of timeline on this, we still can't really. Um, yeah. We had no understanding of of what to do. Nobody knew what to do. And so yeah. I think everyone was just a bit frozen. That's the best way I can describe it. It's that feeling of being frozen. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, and this is, this is the topic of today. <laughs> surprise, mm. surprise. Um, <laughs> just around understanding the impacts that COVID-19 has had um, on each person and how different those impacts have been. Like yep. globally, yes, we're all very distressed. It's all been a, a big, hunk of mess that we're trying to deal with but people have have are experiencing it in super different ways and yeah. and dealing with it in super different ways and we'll all recover from it in super different ways and at different rates you know there's going to be people who are much who's going to be much more excited to go outside finally and mm. see people and visit people and give people hugs and be so excited and it's the most beautiful thing and there's going to be other people that think gosh really yet like we just yeah what if there's another surge i'm not ready to leave my house yet and understand yeah. that every part on this spectrum is fine and yeah not being kind to each other about it i guess yeah yeah 100 i think it's um like there's kind of two things i guess are, are worth discussing as part of this chat is like one being understanding of yourself and how you're dealing with it and what feels right for you and not sort of i think we tend to judge ourselves a lot of I should be doing this with this extra time or I should be doing that. And there's a lot of that going on. So I think that is worth a discussion. And then also the other side of it is trying to be really understanding and not judgmental of the people in your life who might be approaching it differently, um, doing different things, might really be struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we're all, when this happened, obviously everyone is at a different mental state, at a different state of what else is going on in their lives. And this could either exacerbate things that were already bad also some people are actually kind of enjoying it they're like oh it's sort of nice to not have to go anywhere on the weekend or not have 100 commitments and to yeah. just sort of use it as a forced time to switch off and relax yeah. um slow down yeah and and i don't think we can judge people either way of how they're dealing with it whether they're thriving in it or whether they're struggling right. um and i think a yeah. really common one is is uh, either looking at ourselves or at others, how uh, we might be handling it differently to how we thought we might. Mm. Like I, I look at the scenario and, you know, I've been saying for years what I wouldn't give for a month of nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A month of recovery. I had, it was made redundant a couple of years ago and I thought I'm just going to use like a whole month 
of just nothing and doing what I feel I should do and not having commitments and rah, rah, rah. And the, the difference between feeling that and then actually living that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, yeah, the, the force slowing down, which should be a really, really good thing to help you take stock of your life and what you're grateful for, rah, rah, rah. I don't feel any of that. I feel like it's mm-hmm. Disarray, you know. I think as well, also the the level of it being forced, it feels like freedoms are being like taken away because it feels like if you had a month to just do whatever you wanted, that might involve, you know, like going shopping or going out for meals or you know feeling like you're on a holiday and and doing fun activities outside of the house, you know. And I think that element, it's not just like leisure time, do whatever you want with it. It's like find things to do in your home (laughs) without your family members who you don't live with and without your friends. So it's sort of a different, um, that element of sort of freedom being taken away, I think takes out the kind of Mm. enjoyment of, oh, if I just had a month to do nothing, what would I do? That's That's really true. It's different. It's a whole different circumstance. And um, yeah, I I still thought that I would be more philosophical about it. I thought that Mm. I'd be more, I thought, I thought there'd be a lot more, you know, yoga and meditation and um, mm. gardening and, you know, nice relaxing <laughs> things. I thought there'd be a lot more of that, but it's not. <laughs> you also have to remember, though, like your your impact has been really compounded with moving, you know, moving is stressful um, and then moving into state is even more stressful to a place where you don't know the area mm. and, yeah, it's hard. Like it's it's sort of a double isolation. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. It's a bit of a um, interesting one, but you, like you were saying before, the the taking away of you know what a couple of months ago we all would have considered really basic human rights, and yeah. now the law, you know, and yeah. we understand the reasons for it. But I, you know, there's a meme on Facebook or a video or something of of a of a girl explaining to her January 2020 self what's coming, but without <laughs> yeah. You know, and she says, what is she, she asks, like, well, do you want the good news or the bad news? And she's like, give me the good news. Like, um, the climate's never been better. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good thing, though. <laughs> it's a huge I think it's great. Yeah. Lining, but, you know, and then you read things that governments are taking that opportunity to roll back on um, climate change policies that were in the works and things because while we're not looking right yeah right we're very distracted not anymore um but if you ask me that you know most of our funding needs to be going to supporting people who can't earn anything at the moment so yeah it's all everybody's learning every single day that we go you know there's a lot of judgment out there um especially from politicians to towards politicians and things of how they're dealing with this but everybody's learning the next day. Oh, 100%. Nobody's I mean, imagine imagine being a world leader and waking up to this awful. pandemic. Like, just so much pressure, so much stress. And they, they do have two jobs. They have the job to keep everybody safe. They also have the, a job to keep the economy functioning and keep everyone fed and, yeah. you know, with a livelihood. And we're very lucky, the country that we're in, because, yeah. you know, <laughs> our government acted quickly and and did what they needed to do to stop too many deaths and then they've also been able to keep the economy functioning to a degree like there are a lot of people who are out of work um in sort of the non-essential like clubs and restaurants and all that sort of stuff and we hope that because of the measures they took they'll be able to start working again soon without fear of it breaking out again yeah um so we hope it's not a super long-term thing for them because they did the right thing from the start 
Yeah. But that's all sort of a, a wait and see. Who knows how long it's going to be. Yeah. Wait and see. But you, you're dead right how, how lucky we are because as, um, as what's the word, <laughs> as up and down as our government can be, mm-hmm. you know, say what you want about our leader at the moment, but we, uh, we are leading a, a second mm-hmm. of New Zealand. We're <laughs> doing so well with how yeah. on top of this. And there was pushback at the beginning when the lockdown came in, mostly around schools and why schools are still open. And yes, yes. And we did huff and puff as a population about that. But we all settled down and we all just... Yeah. And, yeah. and our results are amazing. Did what um, we needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also think, you know, like... I know a lot of people who are very upset that the schools are still open and they feel that that they shouldn't be. But I think the government is trying to provide that support, that sort of element of childcare for people who are in health services and are in jobs that need to continue to be in jobs to feed their family. And, you know, I, I appreciate, yeah, that there's an option for kids still to be able to go to school. And what seems to be happening, they're saying that children don't seem to be spreaders and that, um, you know, it tends to be reduced numbers in school at the moment anyway because some people are choosing to keep their kids out mm-hmm. anyway. But, um, yeah, I, I think that it would be a really hard position to be making these massive decisions. You're going to have backlash whichever way you go. Um, yeah. Because I think it's well, like, a lot of people have different feelings and different views over the theory of how the virus started. And there's some... <laughs> yeah, like, there's some really insane conspiracy theories out there. Um and so everyone, and, and some people, you know, I, I speak to some people who think it's all just a joke and they're, you know, making this big thing and they're just trying to put the world into a state of fear. And, and then there are other people who take it so incredibly seriously and it's like, I'm going to do whatever the government says to protect myself and my family and my health. And yeah, I think that everyone's worldview is going to skew their response and what, what they believe is actually happening if, if there is sort of an underlying agenda going on here um yeah i agree i think that's another thing you just have to be understanding of like you know people some people might think really extreme things are going on and instead of giving them a hard time for that you know maybe it's just like that's that's what they need to believe right now that's what they that's what is getting them through this or i don't know i just i don't think you can too harshly put your opinion on somebody else or try to make somebody or try to convince somebody that your view of what's happening is right because yeah. at this point it really feels like nobody really knows <laughs> like how do you know no. how do we know yeah yeah and it's so it's so cultural as well you know because basically the entire world is facing the same um instruction stay at home stay well apart from each other wash your hands etc etc but you can see in china like they just stop it dead in its track like it, it grew and it exploded but man did they stop it quick compared to Italy, where who are really bad at following advice, who yeah. family is everything and eating together is everything. And, yeah. Um, you They're know, affectionate and they hug and embrace each other all the time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you can see why it went out of control there. In Australia, you can see why we jumped on top of it pretty quick because basically we, we might, there might be people, like you said, that feel like it's all a joke and everything, but they'll still do it. They'll still... Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, none of my friends are out anyway. Whatever. And then they'll just exactly. Start. Yeah. You kind of run out of choices. And <laughs> yeah. And then you. And I think as well. Sorry, I was just going to say, if you look at what's going on in other countries, yeah. you can't help but admit that this is an issue. Like you can't help but say 
That's right. You know, it's not hysterical when you've got thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah, like people dying. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I think one of the the starkest cultural reactions has been the US who don't, as a people, don't do anything that they don't want to do. They don't. Yeah. And they're pushing back so hard that it's 30% of that population that are out there rallying and disagreeing and, and not staying home and, and they just want to work. And mm. there's, no explain, there's no explaining past that um, meant to, for these particular people. They're not all like that. Obviously, 70% are on board, whatever. But there's, there's no explaining past that mentality of I have a right. I have a right to do what I want to do with my day. I have a right to see my family. I have a right to go out. And it's their freedoms. I mean, it's, but I mean, they want the right to bear arms as well. And look where that gets them. It's like, yeah, there's got to be a degree of understanding that like some people are so anti-government and anti being controlled or told what to do, but it's like, if the government is trying to protect your health and the health of your family, sometimes you can look at the government as thank you for enforcing these things to keep us safe, you know? And I know that not every government is, you know, immune to like corruption and not all world leaders are ethical and all that sort of stuff but I think in the country that we're in we're just lucky to have a government that has acted how they have yeah and yeah tried to have everyone's best interest at heart you know and then the that, ooh, that would have been really disgusting sorry I took a big gulp of water right <laughs> in the close-up hike <laughs> Um, but it would have been uh, our government are doing exactly what the World Health Organization are saying. Like yeah. the health, the health um, professionals say it, and our government just does it straight away. It's like yeah. that's all we've got to go off. So we can go off. Yeah, got to go off. Um, but in other countries, they contest that and want to open up the economy when they've still got two thousand people dying in a day. I just. Oh. It's mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. I mean, it would be, it's so heartbreaking for the medical professionals in those countries, the nurses and doctors who are just bracing themselves, already struggling with so many deaths every day, and then being told this could just get even worse and worse. You know, that, that's the scary part, because it should be getting better. Like, we should, we should be acting and responding in a way that brings the death rate down. And, yeah, it, it's sad when it comes to not doing that. It's, yeah. It's proof it works. Um, yeah, and, you know, I know that the UK they trialed that. Uh, uh, I don't know much about it, but they were trialing the the what do they call it the um, herb, the herd immunity. Herd immunity, yeah. And very <laughs> Their prime minister almost died. You know, like it's, I wonder what his thoughts were when he was in intensive care. Oh, terror! About about um, herd immunity, like about that decision to just let's let everybody get it. You know, it's. Mm. It's a scary thought. Yeah. I understand the logic behind it when we all thought it was a mild cough. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, re- I remember saying that really early on, in, like in February. I'm like, let's all just get the cough, whatever. Like, it's fine. Yeah. It's not. And whether it morphed into something more or we just it spread to more vulnerable people and it had a different traits or whatever, it just... Yeah. Yeah. And that's... The thing is that, yes, younger people and whatever, like, they... Have the ability to recover but some of them don't recover without ventilation like they still need the machines they still need to be in icu so yes their chances of recovery are higher but they can't just sit in their houses and get over it like a lot of people need to be hospitalized and they need that full-time care and that's scary when you've got 30 year olds and and whatnot in intensive care for 
a virus, you know? Yeah. Super scary. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. The, num- the, fun- like the numbers we're looking at in comparison to the whole population are still really low and we get that. Mm. Uh, it, it low in terms of um, the ratio of the globe, you know, the global population, but um, it's still too many. <laughs> And there's mm. you know, people saying, oh, the flu kills more. I'm like, yeah, the flu, the flu kills more, but we've got a vaccine for the flu. You know? yeah. <laughs> we can all keep it. We can all, we can vaccine, um, vaccinate our elderly against the flu. Yeah. Yeah. Just, there's no it's chance. Crazy. It's just crazy, isn't it? We can go it's, on and on. <laughs> yeah. It's fast a lot. And I think, I don't, well, I don't think this is something we need to get too far into, but it does. I have some, um, Asian friends who aren't Chinese but who look Chinese, I guess, like to people who, who don't know. Um, and they're, you know, scared at the moment. They're scared to go to places that they don't know because people are becoming really racist towards Asians. People blame them for their pandemic, you know. It's sort of, it, it's, I think it's really causing a new wave of racism that we should be at a point in the world where that should be filtering out. Yeah. And I, I think things like this, it's really sad because I feel like it's going to set us back in that sense. Um, we're obviously white, <laughs> like living in, a, in a, a, living in Australia and we're white and there's a lot of, it's kind of, I guess, a predominantly white culture. Yeah. Um, so we don't know what it feels like. Like I've, we've never experienced racism. I've never felt it. And I just feel really sad that I have friends who are feeling that. And they've, they've lived here all their lives. You know, they've been born here and... Um, I think we all just need to try and remember that it's, you know, whatever happens in the country is not a reflection of anyone who looks like someone who comes from that country or, you know, that person in the supermarket knew they didn't do this and their family didn't do this. And it, it's just trying to keep that open mindset that there's a lot more things at play here than, um, than putting it down to you look Asian. So somehow yeah. it reflects on you. Like it doesn't reflect on them. So I think that's important to remember. Yeah, it is. And hopefully that's a, uh, something that, you know, when we can recognise how wrong that is, hopefully that's something that comes out of this, uh, that we recognise why that was an error and, mm. um, you know, racism improves as a result, hopefully. You just don't know, really, do you? Um, no. there's, there's laws that have come in. Uh, <laughs> what was the law? It was only in the last week or so that, um, now it's illegal to spit on a healthcare worker. Oh gosh! Like, why on earth was that not a law before? If it wasn't illegal before because, it, like, who would do that? Illegal, and he's like, "We should keep this law." And I'm like, I, what, "In what world was that already?" You know, in what world is it like? It should be illegal to spit on anyone. What gives you the right to spit on anyone? But someone who is trying to help you or save your life, or mm. even it's happening a lot to police officers. It's just complete disrespect and. These are the people who are putting, who are being out of their homes, like not isolating and trying to protect us. Exactly, and yeah. when they're given that kind of attitude, I just, I mean, they just should go to jail. Like just put them in jail for like a week. Yeah. Just let them understand that you can't treat people like that. Yeah. Like, especially the people who are trying to help you or keep us safe. Yeah. That's right. That drives me mad. I just, I feel like the whole, um, this whole pandemic and the whole situation is just, is just teaching us like a massive lesson like it's a test like it's a really yeah. big test for humanity because it's never been more difficult to respect the opinions of others because we're all facing yeah. a massive fear 
And yeah. we all try and be understanding of one another, but it's so much harder right now and it's never been more important. So it's, yeah. it's this really weird situation. It's true. And like we, at the, the world as a whole in the moment, is kind of living in a state of fear. It's a fear for your health and a fear for your loved ones and a fear for your job and your livelihood and like this, this heightened state of being a little bit anxious and, you know, as humans, I think we can agree that we all like to know what's going to happen. Like we like to have some element of control and to just be really at the whim of whatever could happen next. We don't really know yeah. is a little bit scary. And, and so we were all living in a state of fear. So that's why I think it's important that we have to be understanding of each other and how each other are dealing with it. Absolutely. Cause there's no real timeline is there. So no, no. just, just got to get through it. Yeah, and we talk about, I mean, you and I have talked briefly about this before the episode, but, um, you know, there's, there's a whole different, there's kind of like two schools of thought that people are living with at the moment through this, and that is like be super productive and thrive during this time and like, you know, work out every day and cook every meal and be awesome and like learn a new skill. And then there's the other side that are like, they just want to lie on their couch and watch TV and then they feel, they feel not good enough because they're not doing what the others are doing. and um, I think it's fine to find like to have days go yeah. one way or the other, you know, <laughs> like have that really productive day and then have a down day, not a down day, but a, yeah. a day to just let yourself do what you need to do to feel comfortable yeah. and relax. That's and right. there's, yeah, there's no judgment in that. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like this is, um, all this free time that you can, Oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm just going to move inside because it's kind of raining out here and I don't want it to, um, it's raining. Oh. be too loud for you. Yeah. It's really it's a very gloomy day here in Sydney. Oh. <laughs> actually just got really cold out there too, which is another reason why I'm moving in. Blue skies here against the palm trees. <laughs> oh, well, it's the oh. Queensland life for you. <laughs> it's been one really, really good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flawless, flawless weather. Nice. We have had beautiful weather, but um, not today. Not today. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, sorry, we were saying. You were saying about um, you know, if you're not having the super productive days, and if we need the the downtime, you got to just take it. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, and because it's not like taking, it's like we were saying earlier, it's not like taking a month off work to, um fix yourself up or have a health retreat or whatever it's yeah it's trying to get through a pandemic yes <laughs> your loved yep. yeah yeah that is you know you can't not everyone can sit there and read a book yeah <laughs> sit and read a book straight up it's too frazzled just gotta, yeah gotta respect the frazzle a little bit in this yeah <laughs> like you gotta you do what feels right everything is just a little bit messed up and when it gets to the other side, oh my gosh, just how grateful are we all going to be for everything? The little things. Yeah, the little things we take for granted. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be good once we get there. Once we get there. It's about being strong and being compassionate for other people and how they're dealing with it. And Yeah, and I think a really good way, if you are having those, you know, really tough days, is to practice gratitude as much as you can. Like it's it is we're all going through something really hard and we all have our own right to feel down or to have those days but the best way really to try and shift your mindset 
and and not you know because it, it it hurts more as a person to like be dwelling on things so to try to shift your mindset it's really good to just be grateful for what you can be grateful for you know there's if you've got your health and your family are all well and if you know you might still have your job or if you're at least receiving something from the government or different things like that like there are little things to still be grateful for mm. even in even through a pandemic you know yeah that's right trying to focus on them it just helps it just breaks up those those harder thoughts that's right and it's not all day every day and if you have a bad mm. thought it's not about saying i should be feeling grateful for the things that i do have i can't you know being a negative nearly or whatever mm. in the morning just three quick things before yep. you set up foot on the carpet or whatever just three things grateful for and then yeah just at least then there's something in your day that's going in that other direction you know especially if you're yeah. doing a lot it's just something you know yeah yeah it really helps and I think as well when we're talking about the whether you're thriving in this time or whether you're really just trying to survive through this time don't spend too much time on social media if you are struggling because there's a lot of people who are still living their best life and you know doing things that might make you look at it and say oh like I should be doing that or it just comes back down to that comparison piece and just remembering that what people put on social media isn't the full story and that you know you don't need to be doing what anyone else is doing you just need to be doing what is right for you and um yeah and I think social media just adds a level of sort of self-judgment that that we don't need at this time right and this is and this is a a really good example of um like right now it sort of forces us to look at ourselves and start to understand ourselves because we're reacting in certain ways this is our opportunity to understand why we react in certain ways to things and um and getting a grasp on that and having better self-understanding for that can only help us out you know and once we do go back to normal life maybe it's it'll be clearer why some situations trigger you compared to others maybe we'll all be triggered more by some things <laughs> yeah um, like if someone comes near us we'll be all triggered <laughs> by somebody no, but it's, or something that's good. yeah <laughs> absolutely um but yeah, I mean, I, it is a good time for self-reflection and yeah. to take whatever lessons we're learning about ourselves during this time to mm-hmm. take them with us after it. And, um, you know, I think you and I always have this approach with the podcast and everything we talk about. It's about trying to be your best and trying to improve and be the best version of yourself. But it's also about being understanding and being kind and loving to yourself and not expecting too much when you just don't have the fuel in the tank to give it. So. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, that's the approach we always try to have, um, the approach that we always try to have. So during this time especially is for sure, like if you have the energy to go for a walk, if you want to read that book on mindset and personal development and learn more about yourself and do these kinds of things, like do it, learn the new skill, yeah. do what you can do. And when you need the time not to do that, understand that and take that too. It's all balance. Um, and you know more than anyone, like what you need for your well-being. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You can try. You've got the chance to try a few things now as well. And yeah, you know, I've had trouble doing anything self care related. It's just like I said, it's just been like frozen, frozen solid. Like I don't know, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do? Yeah. What to do? What's the best thing to do? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah. And what do I do to spend any money? Because we don't have jobs, and we're you know, every dollar's got a. Stri- 
there's no internet. I can't get a hold of Centrelink. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that just adds stress. Like the, yeah. the job thing and the it going around people's minds of how long am I not going to be making money and how long is this going to happen for? And like it just, it adds so much stress. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so any stress relief during this time is so important. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Dead right. Mm. Well, we're all part of some major um, study at the moment, I think. I think when, you know, all the studies that will be done on coronavirus will include all of us, I think, because there's nothing else. Really? You know, there's no experiments or studies right now that can tell us anything. It'll be. Yeah. And we're all the subjects right now. So it's just right. Well, it was what, like. A hundred years since the last, I think it was the Spanish flu was the last pandemic and how different the world was a hundred years ago. You know, there wasn't all this international travel. There wasn't all of these things that made it spread so quickly. It was, um, it was the international travel. Oh, this is what my mom told me. She said it was the soldiers returning. that course. Yeah, yeah. But, but they returned yeah. at like a much slower pace and they were just soldiers, you know, like at, for here, for us in this time, it's like everyone's traveling, not just... A, yeah. Yeah, like not just a, a part of the population. Like we're all travellers. We're all moving around all the time and we have such a, a way to connect. Um, yeah, so it's definitely a completely new experience for all of us. It's 100 years. And we're very lucky, you know, being in the countries that we're in and, you know, where we're at in our life. We haven't lived through any kind of war or any kind of major depression where we've struggled to have, you know, the basics of life provided to us. You know, we, we not in a war torn country. We've never really experienced the adversity that a lot of people have. Um, so yeah, this is a, a unique experience for all of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. A unique experience for all of us and a different impact on all of us. And mm -hmm. uh, well, I think we're starting to see a little bit of light shine which is good. Um, Helps. Yes. As we're like the day that we're recording today, we're looking towards a weekend in a couple of days where things will start to be really gradually lifted super slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Two people, two people allowed to visit your house. So visit your house. Yeah. You can go for a drive now <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> for something that's not food yes that's right you can do non-essential shopping essential shopping um you can have a picnic now or you can sit on a park bench and have your coffee now oh that's nice yeah that's very nice just the, yeah. the little things yeah little things and they're so exciting to be able to do yeah, yeah i know and you know what as well like i think everyone who's really been following the rules and taking it very seriously like you should give yourself a little pat on the back and like you you did the right thing and we got through this amount of time and now the little like liberties are coming back but it just goes to show that good on you for doing the right thing you know yeah even though it's so tempting to break the rules and and see people and all this sort of stuff it's because everybody did the right thing that we can now start to have a little bit more of normality in, and I, in our I really life. think that's what helped us all buckle down in the end is because we saw it work like there was mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. on my birthday, which was April 9, so a little while, three weeks ago, four weeks, two weeks ago, whatever. I don't know, <laughs> no concept of time. It was time a, is weird. Yeah. four weeks ago. And I remember just going, all I want for my birthday is for the number of new cases in the country today mm -hmm. to be under 100. That's all I want to be under 100. And that was such a big ask. 
and it came back at like 94 or something. And I was oh, like, so nice. over the moon. I'm like, we have less than 100. Like, before that, it was 400 a day kind of thing. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, when you think back to that time, yeah. it was, day to day, it was so scary. And yeah, it's really nice to look at the numbers now and they're like 20 new cases, 10 new cases. It's like, oh, thank God. Like it, it's still, it's horrible for those people that are getting the virus, but it means at least um, medical staff can treat them the way they need to be treated and they're not overwhelmed. That's right. Um, you're you're yeah. right. That's a really good point. Uh, I remember when we got to Easter and it went down to four at one point and I got so excited and I called my mom and I told my mom and she's like, that's yeah, just, I don't want to like dampen me mood or anything, but they didn't really test a lot over it. Yeah, testing. <laughs> yeah. But that was another thing to be really proud of as a, as a country is that, we did get through Easter and the numbers, okay, they went up from four a day, but they didn't go back up to what they had been. They still remained low and they have been decreasing, which shows that everyone showed restraint over Easter and did what was asked of them. Exactly. It's been for quite a while now. Yeah. 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 It makes you very proud, I, I feel, to be, you know, to be a part of a community that, yeah, yeah, the community all, all decided to do the right thing and, yeah. I know it's different circumstances for different countries. So if you're listening in a different country and you, you don't feel as lucky or you feel that your community isn't, isn't doing the same thing, like it's, you know, we're sorry to hear that and hope that it, it yeah. changes and that, yeah, yeah. I, I feel like every country is experiencing this very differently. That's right. Um, That's right. Yeah. It, at least there's evidence that it can be conquered. You know, it can be yeah. under control. There can, there can safely be restrictions lifted at the moment you know we can get there yeah it's but it's also a matter of oh so, sorry yeah <laughs> well, I remember when Australia was at its worst and you were looking at countries that were recovering like a hawk like I was watching like a hawk like how long did it take yeah. when did they consider it okay to lift this like trying to I, was, I mean looking back I was just trying to timeline us which is impossible but mm. like my my tactic was just stay the fuck at home <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah yeah do like, what they say all i can do to help these numbers is to stay at home, to stay at home. Yeah. all i have to do is sit on my butt like yeah 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 do it just do it <laughs> do it yeah totally. <laughs> it's been really 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 hard but you know and it's less people do it the longer it takes to live that's right that's right and you know, I think it's important to remember as well that, yes, Australia is going to be relaxing some of the restrictions, but if it starts to go back the other way, they're just going to have to put the restrictions back in place. So it's still a matter of not, and they keep saying it all over the news, it's not time to be complacent. Yeah. Yes, these little liberties are being brought, bring, being brought back in, but just stick to them. You know, don't, don't go over the top, don't get this false sense of security because even if everyone follows the rules, we don't know. It, we could get a, a second wave and we're just going to have to deal with it. That's right. I'm, I'm hoping, you know, if there is a flare-up, we're at a point now where that can be much better isolated. So say if it happened mm -hmm. in one town or one city, that could be isolated and the rest of the country wouldn't have to be so heavily locked down. And yeah. Like that and we're much more... Um, acutely aware of it you know and yeah you know i, I can't see air travel returning you for know, a while yeah returning i don't get to see you for ages i know i'm like it's just gonna be so long before we can get to sydney but 
um, we will get there. We will get there. Yeah. Say hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have that farewell party you never got to have. Yeah. The birthday that we never got to celebrate and all the things. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. You got anything else to add? No, just that, you know, as we said, we're sorry that this is sort of late and we hope that, um, you know, all of our listeners are, are doing well through this time and um, if you want to reach out to us, you know, we're, we're here and we're still going. <laughs> we're sorry for the silence, but we, we want to get back on track, so we'll do our best to do that. Yeah, it has been a bit of a silence, but we wanted to record this one and it's, it, is, it has been a little different format to usual and it's more just to acknowledge the health crisis because I think that's really important to, rather than just pretending it's not here and yes. not having the impacts that it is because it's such a heavy impact on every single person, every single yeah. person is feeling it in some way. So, yeah, we really just wanted to acknowledge it, let you know where we're at in terms of it. Um, you know, I've told you all about myself. Julie's had a great <laughs> experience. Well, not a great experience, but a better experience in that you've um, had the safety in work and work yeah so yeah I mean yeah that's something I was lucky to already work from home so it hasn't impacted me that much and my husband still luckily has his job um so we sort of our our day-to-day routine hasn't changed a lot the the hardest things for us is just the weekends where we can't see friends and family and that kind of thing um but definitely we're you know we're managing probably in a in a less stressful position than a lot of people so yeah i i also feel for the people who have lots of added stress on their plate other than just their health and and yeah being isolated how how different everyone's feeling it and the different you know so, so someone who might um you know be struggling more with the social side of things um compared to someone who might be struggling more with the financial side of things you know it's everybody has different stresses that they're trying to workshop through during this so that's our little take on where we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. We're hoping to, to get back into more regular episodes. I do feel like there'll be a lot of referring back to the current climate um, in what we talk about. I think our topics are going to be closely related to, to what's happening at the moment and then um, hopefully we'll just gradually be lifting out of it every week. We'll be coming back into a place where people can feel safe and productive and healthy and um, yeah 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 absolutely that's the dream that's the vision that we should all hold even you know on the harder days and just try and visualize when all of this is is lifted and we can sort of get back to some kind of level of a normal life um and yeah and we're here and we hope you're all well and if there's any ideas or things you want us to chat about um or anything we sort of missed today if you feel that we sort of Mm -hmm. left something out or we're not really aware of an aspect of what's going on that you want to fill us in on we're more than happy for feedback and yeah as always hello (laughs) we're here all right thank you for listening take care Bye. bye Thank you.